Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Now That's Art with me, your host, Mike Ruby. I've had so much fun recording these. Uh, I've learned a lot, met some really great people, and it's been pushing me outside of my comfort zone. I hope that you guys sense that this is something that I'm more exploratory in, and I really appreciate all the feedback and advice that I've been getting so far. Thank you so much for listening to these great artist stories. They have been, you know, and given me a lot of help throughout this pandemic time, and I hope that they've been helping you in your life as well. That's the whole point. Please continue to reach out to us on now that's art pod pod at gmail.com. We will love your feedback and we've already appreciate the great uh, responses that we've got on there. So thank you so much for the support. Overall, share this with your friends. Uh, subscribe. Um, this helps us to kind of grow the pod and grow the community. Uh, this is very, very helpful for us. Also, I've got really great news coming up next week. So tune in, tune in to the next episode uh, to find out what that is. We have a great guest today. I am honored to have her, Miss Cindy Yen. She's an amazing illustrator based out of New York. We have a great conversation about her creative process, how she uses positive psychology in her day-to-day to help make her create. She talks about her experience being Asian in America. We also talk about a lot about positive self-talk. I think you're going to really like this episode. I really enjoyed it. I learned a lot. Um, there's so much wealth of knowledge in talking and communicating with other peoples in different fields. And so this is just a great example of that. Like and subscribe and share this with a friend. Here's my conversation with Cindy Yen. We'll start off with the question I ask everyone. What's your favorite type of art? Um, my favorite, I thought about this, you asked me this before, and I thought my favorite type of art, I think, would be um, anything narrative. So narrative art, anything that tells a story in that way. That's great. Yeah. That's a really unique one. I don't think anybody has come out with that one specifically. Yeah. <laughs> I really like the narrative component. Yeah. What about narrative art that you are drawn to? Um, so, uh, you know, with my job, I basically I illustrate picture books. So that is essentially what I do is just tell to try to tell a story with my art and um, I think I've always been interested in that aspect of illustration like there's a wide variety of illustrations and art forms obviously out there but um, I always I'm always interested in telling tr- how do I tell a story in this piece that I create like what details I can do um, what angle I can view it what how what kind of lighting what kind of costume I can give the characters like to be able to convey that one narrative um, most effectively. Yeah. That makes, I, I love talking to people like you, and I think I'm just a very, I don't know much about the digital art world. Uh, for my art, um, I'm, I'm very much influenced by a lot of the animation, like pre-production art, um, where they, uh, you know, for an animation, it's basically like a movie, so you go through casting, process which is kind of like character design and then you you design backgrounds you design like sometimes a whole world because sometimes it's fantastical and um but you try to make them unique but also unique to the story and but also cohesive as a world so um in when i'm doing draw uh, my illustrations i kind of go through the same process that like you know we design characters um, and then I try to think about what kind of costume I can give them, what kind of personalities they have. So based on the story, like this character, maybe they're neat, maybe they're eccentric, maybe they're like 
um, older or traditional or something like I, I I try to put all of that I try to think about what this character's home would look like would they paint their walls would they have wallpapers what kind of uh, furniture would they use um, I think like most artists uh, m most artists go through this process um, of uh, like sometimes subtly sometimes you know more bold but yeah uh, in in animation and um, chosen book for sure a lot of it goes goes a lot of the art effort goes into that creating that that sense and so the when when you sit down and, and, and go at a project that you're gonna that you're gonna illustrate for is it do you get more of the narrative story to you and then you build off these characters from just words uh yes uh so i i mean i've been trying to write my own books here right. and there but um i'm not a, a good great writer in any way so mostly i illustrate people's stories and uh, yeah, it's quite exciting when you get the story and you read the manuscript and you kind of form like a, a the, the image of the character in your head, and you kind of start like once you start sketching and uh, all that, you kind of solidify it um, on paper, and you know that that's I I, I love illustrating other people's stories. That's yeah. So when you that's um that's awesome. And you have a you actually have a book and it's called Grandpa Grumps. Yes. And you can buy it on Amazon yeah. and we'll post a link to this too. But um it's I'm, I'm looking at it now. It's there's so much life and color within this yeah. uh it's it a children's story. Yeah. And uh and uh but when you read Grandpa Grumps mm -hmm. and you're automatically just picturing the environment kind of, or do you read the whole story and then develop it? Um, I think as, as I'm reading it, I'm starting to see it. Like, it's, so my personal process is that I kind of see things through like almost like an animation that plays in my head. So as I'm reading the story, especially, you know, when I'm illustrating them, um, cause you know, you have like one or two paragraphs of, of the scene and um, sometimes they're they're doing this one thing and they're having like a back and forth conversation or something. And then you have to kind of put that down on one single piece of paper. So you would have to choose oh, what 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 moment do I put down there? Right. Like so that's that's a very essential thing. And for animation, like you, you, you depict it through um, movements and through like a, a, sequ a sequence of things. But like if you have right. to pick one image for a book, like in my head, I just I read it and then I picture it through as um, an animation. And then I kind of find a moment that I really like and I put the characters where the room is. And like, I, I kind of just close my eyes and I think about like which angle the camera can be and which angle will, where the lighting's coming from, what kind of lighting it would be to convey that moment. Like if it's sad moment, then maybe it's like cooler lighting and if it's warm maybe it's right. like lower and fuzzy and all that so like it's it's just going through that process and like sketching them down and testing them out to see which sometimes you have several ideas and you test them out to see which one works the best oh my goodness uh, that's fascinating yeah. <laughs> all of that uh it's, uh, you're so animation and i'm looking at the book there mm -hmm. is you really are directing in so many ways and yeah. you're creating you're doing beyond that you're you're lighting you're directing yeah. your capture i mean you're it's yeah. pretty fascinating yeah yeah it it like i often so like when when i look at like the animations like disney and pixar and all these you know big animation houses they have amazing talents that work on their 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 movies 
um, but there are also like hundreds of people that work on them. Right. Yeah. So like <laughs> when I work on my own thing, I'm always like looking back. I'm like, oh my god, this sucks so much. But then I, g- I have to remind myself like you're just one person. You cannot do everybody's job perfectly, <laughs> and I'm just trying to do my best That's in every single way. Yeah, I, I mean, as <laughs> as a creative person trying to do things, and even this podcast, like I'll hear it and I'll be like, "This podcast sucks." <laughs> like you know, it, yeah. I, comparatively to you know podcasts that are there are thousands of podcasts out there, yeah. and it almost feels it almost feels like the the system is designed to not make people create things. Yeah. It's a psychological system it's psychological. that's created by yourself. Yes, yeah, but, right. It's <laughs> your it, own system. Yes, but it, it it is there, and like I think that's every single artist struggle. Anybody, right? Um, that creates, I would say that like it's it's hard to not compare yourself to something else, somebody else, that's and also a- yeah, with social media and all like. You're seeing. I'm like. I, I'm. I go through Instagram and people are like, "Oh, 30 minute sketches." I'm like, "Oh my god, I cannot do this." <laughs> I, my uh, one week painting looks worse than that. And how do right. I? You know, like how do I survive? And like, you know, at the beginning of the career too, when I first got into a picture book, I'm like, everybody. And I heard this from a, a lot of people that they have imposter syndrome because. Oh. Yeah, you just feel like, well, why me? Like to me, I just, I was like, well so many people can do this better why why did they choose me to do it like right. this is so such a big mistake i'm gonna be such a disappointment oh but my you know I, but that's i know that's everyone and i've heard this from everybody right so every now and then you just gotta take a step back and, and remind yourself that that is just in your head it, it is literally like sometimes it doesn't seem like it but from experience i know this is just in my head so i have to tell myself it's just in my head <laughs> I, I love that. I mean, things that we don't show on social media is this mm-hmm. process of being insecure. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just, why me? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm not good enough. Like, it, all of these negative thoughts, because that's just a kind of society that we are kind of up against in the social media world where somebody posts a video, but they spend days on that video. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. but you see it in 15 seconds and you're like, oh, I suck. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like yeah yeah that it's a struggle every day it, it's every day <laughs> yeah so i've actually read this one thing that or one of the mindful things that i'm doing mm-hmm. is when i'm seeing something then i immediately go oh i'm i feel inferior to mm-hmm. i actually kind of it's a, it's a trigger for me or i'm working on this trigger mm-hmm. is instead of feeling inferior and feeling not adequate enough mm-hmm. it's actually i'm gonna be inspired by it yeah yeah like there's gonna i'm gonna find something in it that i enjoy and then i'm gonna take that and bring it back to my life yeah it's what, what what's some mindful things that you do when you're creating and you're just like i mean this comes up every day you just said yeah how do you got it how do you get over that hump um so it might this might sound crazy but i have several voices in my head and <laughs> if you if you listen to the podcast <laughs> most people do like yes. yeah so one person has names for each person oh my god uh, um, you know we should just naming them would be even better that actually is, um i might try that yeah try um, it. <laughs> try it. just to push myself over the edge but <laughs> um yeah it, it, it there there are just several voices like there's always that one critical voice that's just like every single like it, it, sometimes it, um, if i'm having a bad day it gets to a point like every single stroke i draw and i just be like this sucks like what are you doing why are you like look at other people look at what they're doing why are you doing this and like it, sometimes it, it, that that voice is really loud and it, it, it right. gets very difficult to get through and i just have to like 
take a break and having have the other voice come in like i've i've recently tried to 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 make that voice the the, the positive voice a little bit louder right. like no this that's not true don't listen to it don't listen to it you're doing fine yeah. look at all the other stuff you did before you thought the same thing but you were fine so you're going to be fine like that's right. that's also something like i tell myself is just like well yes it might seem scary but you've done you've done this before so and and it and it was okay so it's going to be okay, even though it seems scary right now. <laughs> you know you're going to make it. Oh, that's like, that That to me is, I can have that on repeat every yeah. day <laughs> and just be like, I I need to hear this. Because yeah. that negative voice for me is so potent. And yeah. for years, I didn't really know that, I didn't really know anything else. Yeah. I thought this was the main voice. Yeah. I thought this was the life that I live. It's just, I just have to face this voice. Yeah. And... I just had to be comfortable with it. Yeah. And I didn't really think that there was, uh, I could just counter it. Yeah. With something completely different. It's been a process that I've been working on, but, yeah. uh, but it, it, it's a daily thing. Yeah. You yeah. know, I do music, do podcast stuff too, but I'll hear it and I hear music and I'm just like, I hate this note. Yeah. No one cares. Yeah. Like I show exactly. it to Casey, my wife, and yeah. she doesn't care. Yeah. She's like, it sounds good. Yeah. Exactly. Nobody's like whenever a book is first finished, I'm like, I, I would like put it aside. I would not look at it for a month or two because all if I look at it, all I can see are the mistakes, the mistakes. that I made. Wow. Um, but, you know, nobody else sees it. And then right. after two months, I'm like, oh, yeah, this looks fine. And I don't see the mistake anymore. Right. It, it, yeah. You know, it's just it's silly to. So, like, you just got to have like a, a level voice in your head like right. maybe sometimes you don't feel it but you just need it to tell you it's gonna be fine you just gotta take a step back like huh. you know just just listen i mean in a way like my husband steven has been kind of the jiminy cricket and the, the, the calming aspect of my life and he's very he i don't know how he does it he doesn't have any like anxiety issues i'm like how do you as a modern human being don't have anxiety i do not know <laughs> but like he does not have any like psychological issues at all and like wow those people fascinate me too i know like, it's like, like how alarmingly are you healthy thinking <laughs> things i know i met steven he's <laughs> yes. a he's a very thoughtful guy like he yeah. knows what's going on yeah like, yeah it just doesn't affect him that way exactly right. it just doesn't affect him I'm like well okay but that that's kind of helpful like he you know i'm, I'm also i also tend to overwork overwork myself and like think i'm not doing enough that's that's another thing that oh I'm just like Welcome you, to you the club on that yeah. one. I feel the same way. Yeah, like, why are you resting right now? Why aren't you doing better? You know you have so many things you want to learn. But so, <laughs> uh, so COVID, so the year yeah. of COVID, like yes. this whole year, yeah. did you feel, because I felt this way, you know, just feeling like, yes. oh, I have so much free time, whatever. I'm in my home. Yeah. D did you have to battle that at kind the of temptation? Yes, at the beginning I did. And then um, I, I feel like I'm, I'm lucky early on and I saw this post on social media. And it, it, it's also the good thing about the social media. Yeah, right. There's a lot of good things. Yeah. And I saw this person is basically saying like, um, this is not the time to be productive. We're going through a pandemic, a global pandemic. Right. And psychologically, we're all dealing with it. Like we're just it's it's good that you're just surviving. And that's enough. Um, for a pandemic it's it's not you know because yeah. like the the thing with i don't know about other things but with creating is like you kind of have to be in the mindset you you have to be psychologically there like some days you feel like oh, i have the time but i cannot do anything like and everything i do sucks or mediocre or whatever so like with the pandemic in the background it's hard to think that you would have any especially in the beginning like when everything was so horrible um 
it's hard to th- you're just trying to survive going to a grocery store right. and like you're trying to think like remind yourself oh wash my hands and wash my fruits and all that diff- like how many times can you wipe a table like that type of thing <laughs> right. you know so like s- you don't have the psychological capacity to just like force yourself to even pick up a new skill like i mean it's great if somebody else did like i don't know how they do it but it's great that if they did um but it's not a thing to blame yourself for and um i'm glad that i saw that because i was definitely thinking like oh this is time <laughs> to pick up something but pick up yeah right yeah and just to survive through it was one of the scariest things to go through i mean especially new york which we're both in it was we it never left like it was just in our face yeah every day for the last year exactly exactly and yeah just like pure surviving is good enough on on not just pandemic but some days in general you just can't blame yourself like you made it that's 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 enough well that's a good (laughs) word i take that um from your upbringing was this something like did you come from a creative people like how did you yeah um my family my dad's uh my dad's an architect and uh, he's always painted a little bit a lot of color when he was younger he doesn't do it anymore right now um but my grandpa on my dad's side um also he was an engineer but um he also painted um a lot and my mom um who's not necessarily a creative person but she's very interested in um like painters and all that she also was always reading books about like uh, like bi- autobiographies or biographies of, of artists so she's been very she's all, she's very encouraging in that way oh that's great um and my grandma on my mom's side who was a elementary school teacher but she i think I identify the most with her. She's, I feel like she just didn't have good opportunities. She, you know, went through cultural revolution and her, at her young, uh, you know, at her, the peak of her life, basically. Um, like when she was in like 30s and all that, that was when cultural revolution happened. So like, mm-hmm. I feel like that not only that there's no opportunity, it also kind of stifled a person from that on. I feel like she just didn't have good environment to grow. Um, right. at that time but i mean she still did really well she was she's uh very very devoted to teaching and her students and she won a lot of awards for it too that she's very proud of oh that's amazing yeah and but i remember when i was little like she uh, you know she uh, she took care of me a lot and we would um paint together and uh, i would like paint a ra- random blob and she would like do little eyes on it and make it like a little animal or something so fun. yeah she's like never shied away from any creative projects like making a mermaid tail for me or like doing like making like animal masks and things like that she's she's like the most fun that's great um, yeah that's uh, you told me this story when because your your uh, your ethnicity is chinese mm-hmm. and there's a tradition where you you put objects in front of the kid yes and <laughs> t- tell me about this so i think it's one one year old um the one year birthday you put a bunch of random objects that, that symbolizes um like careers and things uh, events that would happen in your life in front of a child and um the kid would grab three things and that would be kind of like a like a like a prediction but like a yeah for for the rest of the person's life like yeah because the main thought is that the kid knows yeah is is this kind of like the the previous soul is it like kind of this I is it that I do not know that but it's it's definitely a tradition that it's people definitely a tradition. Do. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know like what reason it was, but it was it's it's been a tradition. So it's called dragel. So uh, like like grabbing a thing on your birthday. Right, and then you picked. I I picked a paintbrush and 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 a tube of paint. That's so <laughs> awesome. Yeah. And then the third one, uh, my grandma shoved uh, a gold yen bao into my hand. But that's <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I gotta get it in there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. that's great. So you picked a paintbrush and a paint, and, yeah. and a tube of paint. Yes. And now you're a uh, narrative digital illustrator. Yes. That's yeah. uh, you know coincidence maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, my parents have all as always been very encouraging. Uh, to my creative uh, interests. That's great. I think even my mom, I read a a letter my mom wrote to me before she gave birth to me because she didn't know maybe some accidents would happen. Maybe she would die in birth or something. Um, But she wrote a letter to me basically saying that um, she's seen me as a designer growing up. So she's always seen me as an artist. My dad obviously always seen that too. So it's in a way like I've never seen myself doing anything else but art. That's uh, especially your mom wrote you a letter yeah. in the future, and yeah. sh- just in case something happened. Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, wow, that's powerful. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and, and like they've been very supportive. I've been going to art lessons as far as as early as I can remember, and I've always loved every minute of it. Um. Yeah. I've never stopped. Drawing, you never stopped. Really. Right. Yeah. And then within your kind of passions within illustrating, mm-hmm. when your coming up with new ideas to explore mm-hmm. is that process easy for you <laughs> or you know do, do, you know how do you think through kind of a new thing like an unknown territory that you're that you're embarking it really depends on the day some days it comes some days i just like i see something i saw something and then i i was very inspired by it and i immediately had the idea and then I went to put it down, and it's like exactly what I think it was, and mm-hmm. you know that's great. Some days, a lot of the times, it's just like, oh, I have an idea, let me go try it. Oh, it sucks. And then, <laughs> you know, if you look at my iPad, I have a sketch on my iPad, and I have probably like fifty, thirty, fifty drawings or more, like that are just unfinished. There, right. they're just ideas that I had. And I just didn't know where to go with it. I, th- I think most people, are, a lot of creatives are like that. Like I've, I've heard, I talk to people about it and, you know, everybody's like, oh yeah, I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Yeah. It's hard to go through on an idea that you feel like you don't support it yourself or. Um, no, it's, uh, I, I fully support it, uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but it's, it's just like, it's hard to, because a lot of times you're chasing a feeling mm. um, that it like if it comes to my sometimes it comes in a very clear image uh, sometimes it doesn't mm-hmm. and even if it comes in a clear image it doesn't mean that when you put it down it's just going to be exactly what you thought it was right um so a lot of times i'm chasing like a feeling of like a vibe that uh, that i felt and i'm trying to like interesting put it uh, yeah like cuz the final result it needs to be have the right it, it needs to evoke the same emotion that i felt when i had the idea so um that's why like sometimes i put it down i'm like well this doesn't feel like the way the thing i saw so i just had to scrap it and do something else that's actually a really good uh uh, way of phrasing it Mm -hmm. and i don't think i've heard it in that specific terms Mm -hmm. uh you know i when i'm out and about i feel something yeah and when i try to make a song to that yeah you know it I, I lose sight of that feeling quickly because yeah. then I'm like, oh, the sounds and the techniques yes. and like the whole technical component of yes. making the song. Yeah. 
I, I don't. It, it's a good reminder to come back to. Well, what is the whole reason I'm doing yeah. this? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that feeling is important. Yeah, yeah, that definitely technic technicality. You get sucked into it so much. Right. Like painting, I'm thinking like lighting. Oh, is this, should this be cool? Should this be warm? Like how how dark the shadow is and all that. It's like, but you know, it's not about that. Like you have to constantly go step back and forth. But yeah. you you can't, you can't survive without the technicality a lot of times exactly. too. Um, for what we do, especially like I think some uh, in some more abstract form of art, um, the maybe technicality is not like going to be as distracting i think that might be like uh, in a way like, i i don't know so i'm just saying <laughs> this but right. it feels like mo it's more freeing when you're i think that's maybe why people choose to use the abstract format um is because it's more freeing and you kind of can focus on the emotion more than like what like what the stroke should look like and like you know all that oh abstract form <laughs> as you can see yes yeah yes. I, it's all over my house yes. uh it's one of the most spring when i first saw a painting i saw the jackson pollock mm -hmm. in the guggenheim mm -hmm. and i was like blown away by, yeah. by it just getting up close to it and just seeing the process yeah and the, like almost getting teary-eyed thinking about it yeah it was that emotional of how he just let go and yeah. there was no process in it and right. or the, the process was just to have no process right and just let it come out right and oh it's so freeing yeah yeah definitely and I, I i i miss those times like um when i was in school like when i was in high school middle school and uh we were doing more of life studies and all that and uh, even though it's 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 very you know almost in a way it's all about the technicality but at the same time because you've been doing it every day like it kind of just like becomes like second nature to you to to paint that right and i i, I remember the sense of serenity and like it's almost like a, a meditative state that you would um get in when you're when you're when you're doing that when you're in the zone per se um the flow state the, yes and i feel like a lot of times these days it's harder for me to get into that because i am thinking way too much about too many things at the same time. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with that. Mm -hmm. well, well, even with social media or just even the nature of the internet where mm -hmm. we know s we have access to so much information, yeah. it can almost hinder, it can help, it can be hindering, yeah. it's, it's using it as a tool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree with this. Yeah, yeah. And I, I have my understanding with, uh, with abstract art and, uh, you know, it's not, um, I would say like, I I'm not super interested in the abstract contemporary stuff, mm -hmm. but that is not to say like I don't like specific pieces of art. Um, I, I just to me abstract art is a very hit and miss, and probably for for everyone too. And it's kind of just like if it hits you emotionally, and it, it, it and and it connects with you on a very abstract emotional level. It and you can't pay, you can't pinpoint what it is that it, it reminds you. It, it could be like like you know a, a wall a, a wall that you that's in the house that you grew up and it kind of looked like that exactly. or like you know that type of thing but you wouldn't even like consciously know it right subconsciously you're just connecting to it and it just hits you but if it doesn't then it just doesn't because right. and there's no nothing to look at because i'm like well i'm just looking at a bunch of paint and you know uh but i, I think that's the beauty of it it's like when it connects it's is on such a deep level it's so true and and even having debates on whether this art is good or bad, yeah. even use those terms, or this is my favorite. Well, 
even like coming up with the question is my, what's your favorite type of art. It, it's yeah. kind of like a just a, a simple talking point, but yeah, uh, you know, people who get so opinionated on yeah. their type of art, it's like it doesn't matter. Like it speaks to you, that's great, yeah. but yeah, I don't necessarily like the Renaissance period. Yeah, <laughs> I can appreciate it yeah. very much. So. Yeah. Like somebody really wasn't moved by something. Yeah, yeah. And there's a lot to explore there. Yeah, and also looking at his like art and history, that a lot of it is social values and like historical values that it, it contributed to the society at that time. And exactly, and that's what's um, yeah the kind of the I don't know the main point or yeah, one yeah. of the most ex- the what we should be focusing on. Yeah, but I do think that a lot of you know, uh, people are having opinions and debates on whether they like this or that or whatever. Yeah. At least that they're talking about art yeah. <laughs> at the end yes. of the day. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. the most important. For your, um, I, I want to pivot to mm-hmm. like your influences mm-hmm. um, because you're a woman mm-hmm. and you're uh, of Asian descent. Mm-hmm. And it, does that come up in your art? In a lot. If I have freedom, I try to put in a lot more um, of uh, cultural elements or um my personal experiences into any pieces of art and um that's why i i really loved grandpa grumps um because it was a story about a chinese uh, a a chinese american girl and a chinese american family and her grandpa is from china and he doesn't speak english and she's in america so she doesn't speak chinese but she wants to hang out with grandpa right so she kind of like they try to they try to find a way to bond um and that story just um like from the story point, like it, the kid reminded me of uh, my future child. Even though I don't have a kid right now, right? I feel like this is gonna be, you know, what my child has to go through. Um, and like, so when I was drawing, I was uh, designing Daisy, the little girl. Like, I, I gave her clothes that I would put on my child. That's great because she's a modern, modern American kid, but she right. also is from a, a Chinese family. Like, her parents obviously are, um, like first generation. Uh, Chinese so um, you know they they I feel like they would have like basically some somewhat like my home because I'm I came from China so I have a lot of decorations and some like traditional stuff like uh, you know uh, calligraphies that you would put on doors and things like that so I designed their home also to kind of look like my home right now and their kitchen would have like pasta and all that but also like like bamboo steamers <laughs> and yeah. all because you know we cook all kinds of stuff so that's why um that book is was the most fun to to paint for me and it right. was my honest like i don't want to name favorites but yeah. it is definitely <laughs> one of my favorites it's so favorite far so far yes. right your next one whenever i make a song i said oh this is my favorite one today yeah and then <laughs> when i make a song tomorrow it's gonna be my favorite one today yeah and it just keeps building on itself yeah but that's great that you can you are you're aware enough to even bring these things in your past to a piece of work. Yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, I also put in like a lot of my grandma's stuff, like actually actual things in my home, like in my grandma's paintings and stuff like that in it. So, so it was fun. really fun. Yeah, my my other book, Itty Bitty Witch, and it's about the tiniest witch in her class. And that one I also identify with a lot because I have always been the smallest girl in my class. And I'm I'm a very I mean I'm small for a South Asian person. So like <laughs> it's I'm very very I'm 411. So like I'm all I've always been tiny and here I've been I've been dwarfed like even more. Like even the kitchen counters are not built for my size. That's right. Um so uh that that book also just um Oh, that's I, interesting. I, yeah, that yeah. I put in a lot of me into that girl as well. 
that she's been picked on as the smallest witch in her class and like a lot of my struggles like having to to tiptoe on everything and all yeah definitely yeah oh that's why i i love all these books because like i just and you know the reason why i wanted to illustrate them is because that they they connected with me personally. That's actually a really good point. Um, you know, I I was not in big into anime. I mm-hmm. haven't haven't got into this area of mm-hmm. like storytelling, which I don't know why. <laughs> it's never, I've never inter- intersected with it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I love it. And you know, I'm a newbie, newbie. Yeah. But I've just got <laughs> Funimation. Uh-huh. Funimation. It's like an oh, app. Oh, Funimation. Funimation. Yes. And I'm just crushing them. <laughs> Great. But the, I'm looking into the studio house, like the mm-hmm. the studio houses that are making these uh, these animations. And you know, the, a lot of them just say, "We just want to make a world that kids can just feel." We just do it for the kids, really. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we would do it for the kids. Yeah. To have a storyline through all of this yeah. is for the kids only. Yeah. And you you specialize in children's book. Mm-hmm. Is that kind of like your thinking as well? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and I think this the whole industry. I'm very lucky to be in an industry that's very progressive, very supportive, very diverse. Um, there's still progress to be made, but definitely right. everyone is heading the right way and thinking the same thing that um, we are trying to create a better world for the kids. And like these are what children first like how they get to know the world first it's true so um yeah so you're you're trying to show them everything everything's okay like there there are books about um kids that that dress up in drag there are books about um there's another book published by little b who also published um grandpa grumps it's uh called uh prince and knight um which is a love story between a prince and a knight uh, instead of a prince and a princess that's great and uh, yeah, there's a lot of um, books about different identities and or like learning to uh, uh, accept yourself and uh, living with disabilities. Like, there's just so much good stories out there to um, for children, and I'm very proud to be part of that community. You know, I'm having, I'm expecting a kid, mm-hmm. and I'm already getting like a collection together yeah. of just like really great people putting in great work yeah and so i'm definitely going to be reading your book to <laughs> my kid like a hundred percent uh kind of segueing to your asian experience in mm-hmm. america mm-hmm. Well, did, did you grow up in america or how does this how does this play out uh, i grew up in china um and finished high school there and i did one year of art school in china in uh, china academy of art i think is one of the most prestigious art schools in china but I just didn't. I didn't really like the experience, so um, I came to America. Came to New York. Went to Pratt Institute. Um, you were how old? I was nineteen. Nineteen. Came here, yeah. It's great. So it's been eleven, eleven years. And yeah. your first introduction was just when you first moved, or you've been here visiting? Uh no, I have never been to America. I've been to England. I went to London after high school um, for like a summer art camp uh, university of arts london and they had like english language uh, language class in the, in the morning and like art classes in the afternoon and that was kind of my it was the first time i was away from home from china it's actually the first time i went outside the country and um also it's like a western country it's a western education system and it's kind of different so um like the kind of art education experience is not something that i've experienced before Right. So that kind of made me uh, want to come, you know, leave, leave China and come out here to, to study art more. 
and, and coming from your experience mm-hmm. from China to the U.S., mm-hmm. uh, navigating that yes. world, I mean, that's... <laughs> yeah, there are definitely cultural shocks at the beginning, for sure. It takes me a while to get used to. Um, I mean, like, I can't... I don't even remember too much details at this, you know, right now. I remember, you know, uh, not understanding some classes at the beginning, too. Like, even though right. I, you know, do, did the English tests and all that, but, you know, you still struggle with with like art history like there's so many different words that i've never heard of (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i feel that way and i am only know english yeah (laughs) yeah and you know just getting used to like being around american people and yeah you know they think differently say they but like americans think differently those guys um, those guys <laughs> but yes i would love yes. to know what what, <laughs> what is like can you can you tell, tell me an experience where you're like the uh, one of these cultural shock experience okay so uh, i mean i don't want to say this because uh, this is what i'm uh, what i have in mind right now so i'm not gonna say that i'm not putting americans in a bad light um but no this is your experience at the beginning uh yeah so i went to a very like academically prestigious high school and middle school and all that and you know all we did was study and all that but every kid is like wholesome and we're just studying and everything <laughs> um so i remember when i was like doing you know when you're in school pro- doing school projects you a lot of times have to have uh, partners and all that or people to help you or, or you know help you haul around equipments and stuff and i would ask people and they would be like okay and then like on the day i'm like okay you ready to go they're like oh we don't want to come and it's just like i don't want to and i'm just like okay well i was gonna defend you on it like (laughs) and like in a way i'm just yeah you know i I was not used to people not fulfilling commitments yeah Um, (laughs) no that's new york uh, yeah (laughs) i guess in a way like i was lucky to have known people that have always fulfilled commitments but yeah, that was like a thing that I had to learn to like. Okay, I guess I am people just, flake here. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I learned to like not to try to depend on others' weight. I mean, maybe I also like because of not having experienced that, I probably depended on people too much of on like some things that I. Yeah, I, I just have to like work around things that I can do myself. Yeah, it's a very yeah. independent place. Yeah, you know, at the level. I mean, everyone's supportive of you. Yeah, but yeah, then yeah. It really, it is, it is on your own. Yeah. To, to in many regards. Yeah, for sure. You yeah. felt that. Yeah, I, I, here and there, I feel like it's not over. Like I didn't feel too bad. Right. In yeah. In general, it, it's generally a very positive. Um, I also like at the beginning, I feel like I didn't really understand a lot of the pop culture and like the, of course, you know, all that. So I feel like it's hard. I guess see some other people making friends and all that. I was like, well, I, I just don't really know what they're talking about. And you know, you know, there's one thing. That bugs me. Yes, that a let's lot of get Americans do. They would be like, they would tell me something, and I'll be like, "Who's that?" They're like, "Oh my god, you don't know who that is." <laughs> I'm like, "Well, that guy, that girl." I'm like, well, "I didn't grow up here. Like, do you know who like?" Oh like, man, black cat sheriff is no, you don't know that. All the kids <laughs> in China knows. How come you don't know? Like. The, the, that person, which I know very well, <laughs> yeah. and I, I've been guilty. I, I've been that person too. Yeah, uh, you know, in my own regard. Yeah, over like making fun or being so shocked that someone doesn't know what you know. It's <gasps> like 
dude, there's a billion people, billions of people <laughs> on this earth. We don't know the same thing. Yeah, and I think that's a, it's a unique American thing. It um, is. Because, yeah, it, I think there's a reason for it. It's because of Hollywood. <laughs> that's, that is how I see it. Awesome. It's because, like, you know, all around the world, people look at, uh, watch Hollywood movies. Right. And that's what I hear from a lot of other people. They're like, oh, we know American slangs, but Americans don't know other slangs from other countries. Zero. Like, yeah, like like Australian slangs or like a British slangs. American people don't know what, what you're talking about. No, and you but can curse on this. Yeah, but everybody else <laughs> knows because because everyone is watching American movies. And I feel like Americans in that way kind of um, subconsciously, uh, like, uh, you know, expected that. Oh, of course. I mean, I just I just gave you an example. I just yeah. never really interacted with anime. I, yeah, I, it's been around <laughs> long before me. Yeah, yeah, and it will be existing long after me. Yeah. And there's amazing things, but who yeah. am I to yeah. even give a critique on it? Yeah, or yeah. But then that that's that's when it runs into like cultural appropriation. A lot of times, like that's when things like that happens. It's yeah. Like, oh, we just discovered this. It's like no, you did not. <laughs> you did not. <laughs> no, you didn't yeah. discover this. <laughs> yeah. That that's well, that's a very unique uh, perspective, and I think that's uh, your perspective on that is mm. is absolutely important because <laughs> you're coming from an uh, uh, a very different background than most Americans. Yeah, you know, obviously uh, living here. Uh, wh- what do you think about like kind of the cultural uh, impact, like Asians in America? Mm. I know that's been a kind of a thing that we've mm. been coming up in the kind of the media that we've been hearing is just stop Asian hate. Mm-hmm. Do you see? What what is what is your commentary on that from your perspective? Um, I mean, it's heartbreaking to start with to see all of that happening. So, from my personal experience, I it's complicated because I I have been in America for a long time, and in a way, like I have been all my adulthood, I have been here by myself in America. So, I actually see mm-hmm. myself at this moment. Um, in terms of general adulthood life, I see myself more as an American than a Chinese person, even mm-hmm. though I grew up in China for a lot mo- a lot longer. Um, but I am also not American because I am from China. So I was talking to some people um, that are American, uh, American Chinese, mm-hmm. and they would um, they would get uh, be offended by some things that I wouldn't personally be offended by. But right. I totally get it because like this, uh, this girl was telling me that she said. She was at a, um, a elementary school, middle school, something, and this little kid just went up and pointed at her. She's like, "Why is there a Chinese girl here?" And she's like, so deeply offended by. It. She's like, "Why can't? Uh, first of all, why can't I be here? And second, I am also not Chinese. Like, I'm American." And to me, like, if somebody did that to me, I would just be like, oh, this kid is so funny. Like, I don't care because I am Chinese and like, right. and identify very, very much on my Chinese side. Right. So, like, I'm not mad when people identify me as Chinese. But I get it when you're American, Chinese, like, when you're full American, then you, you, you're you not from that country. No. Like, you don't identify that at all. As, at all. So, like, I, I get that frustration. Very, very much. Even I'm shocked I even have to have this conversation, but we right. literally have to have this conversation. Yeah, because I mean, like, uh, you know, they're ignoring people. They're hateful, racist people, but they're right. also just ignoring people. And I'm not one to, s- I'm not the kind of person to say to cancel someone or entirely or something, you know. Right. I actually, I, I, I don't, you know, while I think cancel culture is powerful in all the ways, I do not fully support it in, in every way. It's nuance, like everything in life. Exactly. Yeah support like growth just you know trying to uh you know as long as the person doesn't have harmful intentions or is not like deliberately trying to harm you yeah 
um i feel like just try to educate more than hate on both sides right right so if if you say something that i am offended and i immediately just turn away then you know that person can never learn and you you know that things cannot get better so like in a way um a lot of us have to be bigger bigger mm-hmm. people and right. just try to and like a lot of times I, i've experienced this and a lot of times people are like oh my god i'm so sorry i didn't know and they would learn and you know everybody has to learn some ways to you know and um just i'm just happy that everyone is willing to learn and i mean have the internet to learn but you know it's it, it's hard to it's tell people yeah there's yeah. the internet but like yeah. you, you cannot tell people to oh go learn chinese history and korean history and <laughs> japanese history and know the difference between us no there i no. mean i don't even know most <laughs> <laughs> most right. of the things and like i you know when i see a person on the street sometimes i can tell they're japanese and korean like there's certain looks that i i cannot even d- like identify it but right. i know that they're japanese it's like the way they they they, they are and right that. because you have just so much more cultural <laughs> yeah like it's very nuanced i mean it mm-hmm. doesn't mean that i'm judging them in any any way it's just like I identify them as you know it's just like a like a maybe like a polish person or russian person would, would right. identify like oh that person is also russian or something right. like I, i'm pretty sure every culture they can identify <laughs> their their friends yeah. in that way and that's not the wrong part no. is not having it's like acknowledging your implicit bias when acknowledging implicit biases basically yeah it, it's it's uh, well we all have them yeah whether we want to admit it or not and yeah. if you see an asian person and you think just be aware of all of the implicit biases that goes in your head yeah yeah <laughs> yeah exactly could be associated wrongly with that person exactly exactly yeah, and just, you know, apologize if you did something wrong. Yeah, that's a big one. You know, it, there's no, everybody makes mistakes. Right. You know, it's it's not, you know, while the social media environment is kind of dangerous these days. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, it sometimes something, some people might not even have bad intentions, but just taken the wrong way. Right. Um. So, yeah, it, it, I feel like I, I just wish that everyone is a little bit more, just like respect, just. I, I always say, if you're not an asshole, then you're, you don't have to be afraid of <laughs> being caught an asshole. <laughs> that's, that's true. The same way with like the Me Too movement, saying a lot of guys are like, "Oh, can I compliment? Oh my like, call it, can I compliment their their haircuts now?" And uh, it's like, <laughs> you know what? Like, I've gotten compliments a lot of times that are not offensive too. So like, right? If you're not an asshole. You know, you don't yeah. have to be afraid of being caught yeah. an asshole. Yeah, which is <laughs> yeah, and there's so many ways to interact with people other mm. than commenting on who they physically look like. Yeah, just that's true. That too, yeah. Just that that is definitely a big part of yeah. it. Is just moving past what you see. <laughs> so, so many great things that you've mentioned throughout this, and I'm so <laughs> glad like we were able to sit down and discuss these yeah. things. I uh, I learned a lot in hearing about your story. Yeah. I've, I've been really inspired just by how you are inspired by creatives in general. Yeah. Um, it, because it's, it's a lot of mental toll that you guys go through each and every day yeah. to get over and create something, yeah. which is like the most precious thing you can do on yeah. this earth is put something positive out in it. Yeah. And uh, super, super impressed by you and just like your story that you've come from uh, China to the U.S. and kind of just making it happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm thinking I'm never reverse if I just showed up in China and it's like, <laughs> here we go. It would be a very different story <laughs> for me. It would be a very different story. I would yeah. be feel really lonely. So, but yeah. the way that you're able to combat that and keep pushing forward yeah. is... Uh, is yeah, thank you. The whole point of the show is mm-hmm. it's just we all show each other 
our art. Like mm -hmm. even physically, you're showing us illustrations. Mm -hmm. But even more than that, you are bringing like even this conversation. I feel calm. I feel respected. Mm -hmm. I feel like uh, appreciated. And I always in my interactions with you, I've always felt that way. Yeah. Um, so you know, we're we're showing each other things way more than that we maybe we don't even know yeah um so i appreciate your art that you're showing me you know and i, and I appreciate you being on the podcast so tell me about it appreciate you having me so yeah that was my conversation with cindy yen uh once again please support her on her page she has an amazing uh, uh illustrations i'll post a link to her website below and um yeah she's a super great person to talk to like i said tune in next week i got a really great surprise really growing the podcast, really trying to find my groove with it. I think I am, so I hope you're enjoying it. So I'm having a lot of fun. Thanks for uh, letting me know what you think on now. That's artpodpod at gmail.com. Have a great week. I'll see you on the other side.